You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 13 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Big mazel. Big mazel. Oh, what do we got the mazel for? It's the Bar Mitzvah edition. The, episode oh. 13. Ah. Yeah, baby. This is, this is our fifth Bar Mitzvah edition. Our fifth Bar Mitzvah. Is this a big deal? I mean, I know, do you feel that I the podcast... Know. I mean... Has the podcast become a man now? Like, is that... <laughs> I just feel like it's a milestone, that's all. Is it? Yeah, I mean... I like, feel like I feel like we always count these things, and they don't really mean very much. I don't... Well, it's meaningful to me. Oh, well, you know, it's meaningful to you, then it's meaningful to me, too. <laughs> and I, I want to congratulate us and wish us a big mazel on becoming... As this podcast becomes an adult this year for the fifth time. I'm hoping to get a check for Chai. Oh, yeah. An $18 I have, check. I have some cheap friends, though, so I don't think <laughs> gonna... From my great aunt. What's the worst gift that your kids got or your daughter got for her bat mitzvah? Like the, the cheapest gift? I don't know. We have a couple of people who didn't give gifts. Yeah, that's always the worst, right? Some Somebody that's, who gives bad. zero. Yeah, it's always the richest people who give nothing to. By the way, <laughs> I don't. It wasn't that. I think it was just. I think it was just friends who like are like crazy busy, and just basically forgot. Uh, I don't buy it. Yeah. Sorry. Well, what do you mean I forgot? I don't know. I don't know. If you go to the if you go to the affair, you give the check. <laughs> That's the way it goes. I understand. I understand. I'm 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 in this season of darkness. Uh-huh. Now As the, we the all festival are. of lights are over. Yeah. Um, well festival of lights is over, yeah. Right. Now that it's over, we're plunging. But we're back coming in the dark. we're coming up to to Christmas though. It's I know, Christmas. I like Christmas, but I'm pissed because the Hanukkah gifts that I ordered for Lauren are yet to arrive. Say this again? I ordered Hanukkah gifts for the lovely Lauren. And uh-huh. Hanukkah is now over, and those gifts have yet to arrive. I love this strategy on your part. <laughs> what strategy? I love it. What? You obviously, you didn't get your wife anything. <laughs> is... But you figure, I'm going to go on because the she's podcast. A I'm going to go on the podcast, and I'm going to say <laughs> the gifts that I got her, they're not here yet. No I don't know why. Because I ordered them. No, but, no. I, I, this, I is actually, a good, this is a good plan. Stick with it. No, I actually ordered her gifts. I'm a very good gift giver. She I, gets I excellent you. birthday presents, I Mother's Day you. presents, Hanukkah gifts. Wait, you get her a Mother's Day gift? Yeah, and flowers? you know what's fucked up is that her birthday is not that far off of Mother's Day. So you give a lot of gifts, but I feel like you're trying to cover your ass right now. I'm just <laughs> no, gonna, I'm just gonna say it. All right, you can I'm just think it. that, but it's actually not true. And I'm I believe I believe you. So I, I believe checked, you. So I checked on one of them, and there's been some movement. It's now in the shipping queue, though it hasn't shipped. And All right. I appreciate them keeping me in the loop and stuff, but I'd I'd appreciate it if the gift would arrive during the holiday. That's my story, and so. I'm sticking to it. 
But you know, so, from their perspective, they're thinking as long as we get it to them by Christmas, right? Exactly. Then you took because they don't because those anti-Semitic assholes don't realize <laughs> that you don't give a shit about Christmas, dude. What are we Jews gonna do on Christmas? What you mean? can't go what to the movies, do? yeah, and like you can't crowd into a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, but you can order Chinese food in, and you can watch a movie uh, in your apartment okay, or in you, your house. You live in a place where there's a bounty of good Chinese restaurants. That's true. I live in you a know, place New, where there's New, exactly one good Chinese restaurant. Although there is a, a very large Asian community here. It's just that we have the full range of like really shitty all the way up to like one or two excellent Chinese places. And... I've declared there's only one place that I'm going to eat Chinese food from as long as we live here, and there and it's the best. And you can't you can't even place an order on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. So order in advance. You think if we ordered today, it would be ready by six o'clock on Christmas I'm, Day? I'm saying Christmas. if you order today for Christmas, yeah, you'll get your food exactly when you want it because you. I don't want them to advance. make it now though. Obviously, like if they made really, it, if I called really, today, I don't think they're going to. You make think it, it would today. sit like by the cash register? No, but I think if you're going to call them and they're going to say on Christmas, like, sorry, we can't take your order. If you order in advance, right. have you never ordered food in advance before? Have you never done catering? No, yeah, of course, but like, so it's the same are they idea. Gonna, are they going to cater? Mm-hmm. What I find interesting is that New York City has more yeah. Chinatowns than your area has good Chinese restaurants. Because we have three and, different Chinatowns. And, and like I said, you know, they, we have a very large and growing Asian American community. And there's, and actually, if you want really good Thai, any kind of Asian, any kind of interesting Asian, I really think that this area is, is where to get it. Um, we've had wonderful, you know, pho, Vietnamese pho and so on and so forth. But there's really only one Chinese go, go-to Chinese restaurant in the area. Well, um, well look... Even in New York City, mm-hmm. most of the Chinese restaurants aren't very good. Like right. if you are in my neighborhood, yeah, there aren't a lot. There are a lot of Chinese restaurants. Most of like them cottage this, cottage two. Yeah, cottage most of five. them suck. Yeah, most of them generally suck. Yeah. And I am always incredulous as how is it that if you just take get on the subway and ride for a half an hour, right. you exactly. are in one of the greatest Chinatowns in the world and you can stumble in any hole in the wall and have the best meal of your life. Why doesn't, places... why, why doesn't one of those places say, you know what, we're going to have an operation uptown right. and we're going right. to have the same kitchen. Right. So there's no reason that in the same city you can't have great Chinese food on the Upper West Side. What's your Chinatown like uh, there are a couple of them that we go to, but we haven't been you in a while. You go to Full Key or Hop Key? No, no. Like we went key. to this place, like, uh, I can't even remember the name of it, but it was, uh, any place you go is freaking ridiculous. Yeah. But we, we've gone to a couple different places. Shanghai 21, I think, was one of the names. Oh, yeah? Nice. Um, so freaking good. And What's with just the numbers? Like, uh, like the place know. here is called Bob's Shanghai 66. What's Shanghai 21? Like, what's I that? I don't know. I have I have no idea. Maybe it was I don't know. Yeah. Couldn't tell you, but I can Maybe it's tell you. the year they came here from Shanghai. I mean, who knows? But I can tell you that. I mean, we call ours it's like a great great meal. Yeah, Ukraine, great. 1905. <laughs> Is that the name of your Chinese restaurant? It's the name of my uh, Ukrainian food. Oof, brutal. Oof.
Um, That's so. not the go-to meal for Jews on <laughs> Christmas. Sorry. Kiev 05. Oh, Actually, my have... grandparents were from a what's now a town called Jitoma. Um, that sounds like a disease. I'm I'm sorry. That's I know, like, a, like a skin like, disease. I've got Jitoma. Oh ass. shit, that sounds bad. I, oh, I got Jitoma. Really bad case of the Jitoma. Um, that does sound right. bad. So fun times. So that's what that's what we're gonna do on Christmas. That's what you do. Yeah. You'll and order you're... in. You'll be fine. Right. What about the movie? They're now releasing all the films at home. So HBO Max, you can watch so it'll be Wonder like Woman. Blockbuster at home, huh? Wonder Woman 84, 1984 you know, is going to be released. That's kind of good because what I've noticed Christmas. in recent years, remember when you were a kid and you'd go to the movies on, on Christmas Day? You were like yeah. the only people. It was only Jews. Only You could simultaneously see the movie and there would be and could have a bar mitzvah at the same time. Now, I've noticed Everybody in recent goes. years. Yeah. All these non-Jews, they open their gifts, and then they join us at the movies. And I get you, sort of, like, bent out of shape about it. Like, so you, fuck you, this is that, my day to go to the movies. You're angry that they're infringing upon our enjoyment of their holiday? Precisely. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I, I will once say, posed, I, I, I once posed the rhetorical question. Yeah. If one has rituals yeah. that they sell, that they practice each christmas as jewish people right does that mean yes. that we are in our own way celebrating christmas <laughs> that's a good question that is one that is to that is one to ponder a, a, a question to ponder for the ages i mean we have rituals we do which means that we observe christmas in our uh, own way i will say that i've been a then i've been a bad jew a bunch of years because i i like to ski on christmas eve and christmas day because there's no one there as Christmas Christmas Day, there's no one there for the first part of the day because everybody's like waking up and opening their presents and doing like you know having that Christmas morning breakfast kind of thing. So there are no other Jews on the slopes. Is that no? What well, there's there's, Jew, there's Jews on the slopes, but right. there's no non-Jews. So, on the slopes. so that's I don't think that makes you a bad Jew. I think Christmas that means Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Day, and Super Bowl Sunday are excellent days to ski. Mm. Excellent days to ski. Um, unless unless it's seventeen degrees out, and then that's true. not an excellent true. day to ski. Um, okay, so or unless there's a global pandemic and they're not <laughs> right. skiing at all, and not skiing, not leaving the house. Exactly. Um, do you hear about the new, more infectious strain? That's freaking me out. What in in, in England? In, in, there's in a new bunch of I, a, It spreads faster. Is that the deal? Right. Yeah, it's not more deadly. It just spreads faster. All right. I mean, as long as we get the vaccine, eventually we'll be all right. Uh, give me the vaccine now. But the, the sad thing is, I'm last. The, well, I'm, I'm not. The, the sad thing is that many thousands of Americans are going to die before uh, they yeah. get that vaccine. Yes, and that's horrible. It We're is. dying here. Over a thousand, three thousand people but, per day. Right. California are has dying. Like no hospital beds. It's insane when you think about right. it. Did so you, how did you do the did you do the New York Times vaccine calculator? Yeah, I did. But you, I <laughs> my, pre, my little I stick figure is re- literally at the end of the line. I have a pre-existing condition. Oh. I'm, ahead of, I'm ahead of you. Damn. Cancer strikes again. Yay. Damn. Yeah. Have, I'm trying to think Fuck of my yeah. pre-existing condition. Kidney stones? Nope. Oh, nothing. Fuck nothing. yeah. I got I'm getting nothing. that vaccine. I'm getting Let me that see what vaccine. Other weird shit I've had. 
Broken nope. Bones? Nope. No. No. Um, hypochondria? Nope. Hypochondria does not... <laughs> nope. Oh, hypochondria! I'm, I've had COVID like five times. I mean, easily, right? It's like, <laughs> oh my God, I think I have a scratch. I sneezed. Holy shit. I got it. Give me a test. My um, throat's my throat's scratchy. What other I, I have COVID. I'm got none. No. Mm. You got Shit. none. Sorry. Get in the back of the line, bro. The only thing I can come up with are kidney stones. Get in the back of the line. Seriously. I, so I did the calculator. Yeah. And I was like, you fill in the state, your county, your age, your health history, and so on and so forth. And then it does a line. And you, you like you scroll down along the line yeah. and it winds around. And yeah, it shows you literally. Where you are. I was in red and I was second yeah. to last. You know, I think they should do a different kind of calculator, and okay. it should be based on other questions. Like so, what? like what? Okay, here we go. Is COVID a hoax? Okay. Is COVID a hoax? <laughs> right. If you, if you think COVID's yes, a hoax, back of the line. You go to the back of the line. Have you been wearing a mask when you go out? No. Back, back of the, of the line. line. Have you Did been you to vote a for bar? Donald Trump? Twice. Well, I'm not even going to go line. that. I'm not even going to go there. Uh, okay. Have you been in a bar? Yeah. With a group line. of people. Have you been? Have right. you eaten in a restaurant indoors <laughs> with a indoors. group of people larger than ten? Get to the back of the <laughs> fucking the line. line. And that's the calculator. <laughs> Forget about the other stuff. And I'm more than happy to forego my privilege of having a pre-existing condition. That's exactly right. Yeah. All those people who've carried on. I heard some woman on the radio yesterday. She's like, oh, I'm not afraid of the, the virus. It's just it's just a strain of the flu. Back uh-huh. of the line. If you've exactly. said it's just like the flu, back of the line. Exactly. If you've ever used the expression man cold when you refer to this, <laughs> back of the fucking back line. Back of the line. Um, I'm sorry. But but here's the thing. If you're a if you're a watcher of OAN or Newsmax, back of the line. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna again, if you watch it, that's your business. But yeah. if you but if you profess that this is a hoax because you watch it, that's something else. But anybody who gets sick... That should move me up like two or three people, don't you think? It should. It should. But anybody who gets sick because they refuse to believe this, they don't fucking deserve the vaccine. I'm sorry. Well, those stories, those horrible stories from South and North Dakota where the nurse was saying they're intubating someone and they're like, I don't believe it. And the guy is fucking dying. The guy is dying. Not, And he's like, this is a hoax. It's totally Okay. I'm sure your family is going to be very relieved when they find out that you died of a fucking hoax, but you're still dead. This is, I mean, it's obscene. It's obscene. It's well, obscene. speaking of hoaxes, uh huh. So there was a there was a meeting in the Oval Office last night, wasn't there? Yes. Do you want to fill you want to fill us in? I mean, I'm getting so like, tired of this sedition thing. Like, I mean, why isn't is... anybody taking this more seriously? Like, he had a meeting. Where they, where Mike Flynn was there, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, and a few other people, and they were talking about seizing. Uh, Sidney Powell was there, right? Yeah, Sidney Powell, who was going to be appointed a special counsel, or Trump was thinking about appointing her a special counsel so even, on election so, fraud. So on election fraud. Biden's attorney general would have to deal with Sidney Powell. Oh my God! My the, God! A lunatic of lunatics. She thinks Hugo Chavez. Rigged the election on behalf of Joe unreal. Biden, and and Giuliani wants to seize voting machines. <laughs> this and Flynn is, was on Flynn was on TV saying martial law has yeah. been instituted sixty four times in our history, and there's no reason not to have a military operation in which the troops seize voting machines and conduct an audit. 
And no, what they Holy what he wants shit. to do, what he wants to do is have re-elections in those battleground right. states. Those, right, exactly. Why well, right. we were America was better off when that guy was in jail. <laughs> I mean, he seriously, in jail. didn't he go to jail? He didn't go to jail. He was always he was out, never in jail. But he was indicted and convicted. And he, then he pled can, guilty. He, he pled, pled guilty, guilty. To, lying to the FBI. Because guess what? He lied to the FBI. And he never went to. Wait, so these shenanigans are just. It's it's exactly what you said. It's sedition. It is sedition. But be no consequences. Is, where is like somebody, some responsible uh, Republican uh, who is an elected official saying enough is enough? So I got where is I got an Axios where, alert. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> listen to listen to what this is. Jonathan Schwann, who's a who's an excellent reporter. And this is the, the headline. Axios alerts. Officials increasingly alarmed about Trump's oh. power grab. They're increasingly alarmed. I'm alarmed. About <laughs> Suddenly? Today? Gee, I this mean, is getting really bad, of, don't you think? The, he had a fucking wingnut crazy meeting in the Oval Office last night with Sidney Powell, Mike Flynn, and Rudy Giuliani about martial law. Where were these people for the last four years when all this horrible shit was going on? Oh, now they're getting alarmed? They're 30 now, days they're left. Increasingly... They're increasingly alarmed. And, not, and plus... that, like, holy fucking shit. I'm, wow, this seems concerning. I'm, I'm yeah, sort exactly. of growing alarmed here. This is like a Susan Collins. Like, I'm disappointed to Discomfort. hear this. Yeah. But and at the same time, I'm sure you know, you've heard this story about um, the fact that many of our government institutions' computer systems were hacked <laughs> by the Russians... <laughs> And even Mike Pompeo says right. the Russians did it. But the president and Trump, and Trump still it. says it's not the Russians. And you would right. think. Meanwhile, there are people yeah. who say yeah. that the whole Trump-Russia thing is completely overblown. But at uh -huh. every turn, at every turn, and yet they don't have an explanation for why at every turn he downplays what the Russians do. Let's okay. Let's set aside for a second the Mueller investigation. Uh -huh. Okay, let's just set that one aside. Okay. Okay. And let's talk about his meeting with Putin, where he absolved Putin of election interfering. He didn't allow the translator's notes. He took the notes from the yeah. translator. We, he um, had several meetings with Putin, and we have no idea no what idea was discussed what in any of them. No idea. None of them. Um, Can't they subpoena the translator at some point? There was some effort. I don't know. It's you know, I'm guessing that it's kind of a problem. <laughs> yeah, because, this is problematic. Well, because I don't, I don't know. I have to ask one of my friends who works at the State Department. Like, what, like, what's the deal? What's with the, the protocol? Yeah, what's the protocol <laughs> with the translators? It's amazing uh, that we don't know this. Do you know why we don't know this? Because nothing like this has this ever, ever happened, happened before. before. Right. We shouldn't know this. I it's actually like, know no, the longtime translator who did Arabic translation for presidents and secretaries of state. He's an uh -huh. Egyptian guy. He has the most hilarious stories. Um, but I never felt like there was... Well, this has never happened before. Anyway, there's been a series of things that the Russians have done yeah, over the course they, of the last four years that... You know, the intel community agrees upon this. The, the president's secretary of state says, yeah, the Russians are up to no good here. People, you know, 
even even Republican members of Congress say this, and the president completely deflects and downplays and refuses to take action. But he and gets away with it time you talk after to time. People, you talk to people in government, and they say, you know, actually, the U.S. government, the government has been tough on the Russians, but the president inexplicably... Well, I think it's I think it's perfectly explicable. Well, <laughs> you know what what they you know come on they're government employees right so they can't right. really say what they if you're talking to them on the clock kind of thing. Um, well, maybe that's part of the problem that everybody else is adhering to these norms that he is just destroying. Right, and he's playing by a different set of rules. And you so, know, people think and like oh maybe you know, it's time maybe it's time everybody stopped playing no, by the rules. But, you know, people thinking, oh, well, there's 35 days left, you know. Oh, what, what damage can be There's a lot of fucking damage that he can do. You know, the Steve Rosen, it was Jeffrey Rosen, um, is the acting attorney general. He can appoint yeah. a whole slew of special prosecutors. And if he yeah. doesn't, Trump can fire him and appoint someone else who's willing to. Right. Well, I think he takes his position, he assumes that, that position on Wednesday. So uh, until Wednesday, it's still barred. Right. But Barr obviously is not interested in doing that. <laughs> no. Nobody is interested in doing the right thing. Why, why is that? I mean, we've seen uh, a few examples of local Republican officials right. doing the right thing here and there. Right. And we hold them up as these paragons of virtue. Which is people weird. Who are putting... I, thought, I thought a lot of these Republican and state Republican officials yeah. would, would cave immediately to Trump. But apparently there are people out there who put country over yeah. party. And we have to admire them and appreciate them for that. But at the, the same Secretary time... The state of Georgia? I mean, like, he's a yeah. Trumpster, but he's like, yo, I'm not... I'm not the guy who more. oversaw the elections right. in Georgia That's is him. a Republican and a... No, and no, other, no, and no, no. The, the, the guy, Sterling. Yeah. Raffensperger is the Secretary of State, yeah. and then the Sterling right. guy is the guy who, who oversaw the election. Right. And he is a Trump voting Republican. Dude, and Brian he, Kemp, who's like dumber exactly. than fuck, who stole the election from Stacey Abrams. But yeah. he's like, Trump calls him and says, do X, Y, and Z. And, and, and he's Kemp's like, no. Like, I, I, I can't break the law. Because there are certain people that even if they are staunch conservatives... They still believe in this country, right, and they still believe in our like system. Lindsey Graham, who's like, okay, they break believe the in law. nothing. Well, you have to think that somebody's got something on Lindsey Graham, yeah, right? And somebody's got something on Mitch McConnell. I mean, Mitch McConnell, as we've well, talked about, is just an evil, evil man. Well, and he and, is corrupt. His wife, corrupt. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of questions about where her money comes from and things like that. But these people are so are so willing to just dispense with all sure. of the norms and get rid of the, the democracy that we have. Right. They're, how is it? I mean, is are they that corrupt? Are they that implicated in wrongdoing that they're willing to destroy our country? So there's a, there's a political scientist named Pippa Norris, who I believe is at Harvard, very well known, who, you know, does these kinds of large and, you know, quantitative studies and, you know, has looked at parties, right, right wing populist parties and stuff like that. And on a variety of scores, yeah, she places the Republican Party along with in the same categories as the not just right wing, not just like the kind of quasi fascist parties that have arisen in Europe. 
um, it's 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 very it's not even like a right of center party right. on these scores. It it lands right with these you know quasi neo fascist parties like the the alternative for Deutschland, the, the German basically the neo Nazis. It, it, the Republican Party lays right in there in terms then, of you know commitment to democratic norms and so on and so forth. Oh, you you mean in terms of lack of commitment to right, democratic right, norms right, right. and so exactly. forth. But but then why isn't why aren't they being called out for being what they are? Like why are we so afraid of saying that the Republican Party is not a conservative party? It's actually a fascist party. Because you know they I, I think what they would you know respond because. Essentially, what they're doing is they have no respect for democratic norms, but they are using democratic institutions to advance an inherently anti-democratic agenda. And so, so did in many ways, Hitler. in many ways, right? In many ways, the Republicans though continue to frame the narrative in a way that they are the patriotic party. They right. Are the, the, okay. Right. I don't expect any different from them. Right. But why isn't the media? calling this out for what it is and that's part of the problem because they're still the media and i'm including the new york times and i'm including the washington post they still engage in this both siderisms right right right, right. and they're not calling us out for what it is they're not and they haven't for four years and we've talked about this constantly on this podcast that the media is part of the problem and they're I not think, getting better. They're no, not I improving. I, I think you're spot on. I think you're spot on. It always drives me crazy when you see this both siderism. Like the right after the election, and there's uh, the, the the New York Times was like right out of the gate was asking questions about Biden's advisors. So you know, oh my a God. bunch of oh Biden people, God. a bunch of Biden, including the Secretary of State designate Tony uh, Blinken, were part of this consulting firm called West. Uh, uh, West Executive something or other. West uh-huh. Executive Drive is within the White House complex. Anything. Anyway, so there are all these questions about, you know, their conflicts of interest and so on and so forth. And I'm like, holy shit. I mean, like, as if this insane. is comparable to uh, the, the Trump kids and, and so on and so forth. And they're I mean, right we can't even the block on this. It's insane. It's, I mean, let's not even forget that the first... Trump Secretary of State was the former CEO of Exxon. Right. Like, right. there's no conflict but, but of interest more, there. Like, but more to the point, Jared Kushner creating oh, a shell I mean, that company goes, yeah, that, goes that the Trump saying. campaign shoveled hundreds of millions of dollars into. These Come guys on. are stealing money hand right. over fist, and they have been for four years. Four years. And meanwhile, the the the, the media is now obsessed over some. Uh, Although they're, they're, staff over some Democratic right. staffer who called Republicans fuckers, and you know what? Right. They are fuckers, and she shouldn't apologize for saying it. And nobody should be getting angry at her for calling them fuckers she, after well, what's been going be on the for the last. Of staff, the I don't care, man. Trump <laughs> okay. himself said, "Grab women by the pussy." Right. So now we're gonna all of a sudden yes. start clutching no, pearls the over outrage. the fact that she said right. fuckers. And the media they goes along fuckers. with it. Right. The media goes with it all the right. time. Um, why? Why? Again, money. This is, there's, it's. I don't money. know. It's ratings. They want the they ratings. They want people to keep watching, they and they do Trump. love Trump for those reasons. Yeah, I, I will say that. But there they have, been have a to love our country a little bit. Dug deep into, okay. in the Times and the Washington Post. Fair dug enough. Deep into 
Trump, Trump family malfeasance, the whole tax stories. I mean, the, and the New Times has done some and really good work on And it falls on deaf ears. And it right. falls on well, deaf ears. Well, that's because it falls on deaf ears because Republicans, Republican senators look straight and say, I haven't read it, I haven't heard, I didn't exactly. see it, and they keep going. They're enabling him, and they right. have been for four years. And right. enough is enough, and, and they're Susan still Collins doing it. Susan is feeling discomfort, but she also <laughs> you know, doesn't vote for impeachment. So it's a huge problem. And they're going back to the problem is that the Republican Party is like neo-fascist parties in Europe in, in terms of its lack of commitment to democratic Right, and as long as the right-wing media ecosystem right. exists and amplifies their voices and normalizes their voices, well, this will not change. It, it, those two new players, particularly One yeah. American News, are really frightening. Yeah. Really, really frightening. Um, we are going to have a large swath of the country that believes that Joe Biden is an illegitimate president. Right. right. Well, and, and it so, will make governing almost impossible right. for him. Well, so, but the, the the Republican response to that is, well, wasn't there a huge number of Americans who didn't think that President Trump was a legitimate president? I don't know. Hillary Clinton did concede the day afterwards. She did. Um, and I do remember he met with uh, President Obama, Obama also immediately afterwards. Right. And the transition was right. smooth. There's never... Right been a transition like this one right. before no matter they, what they, they point try to, the, to tell they, you they point to Mueller but they, but some, there was reason to investigate the president exactly reason exactly. to it wasn't a hoax it wasn't a, wasn't a but hoax. they think that it was right. what's incredible though is that everybody now is the deep state Bill Barr is the deep state the FBI is the deep state <laughs> right. the CIA right. is the deep state Scientists the Secretary, of, the Secretary state. of State of Georgia is the deep state the only person who's not it seems is Trump so he's right. telling the truth but every other institution is lying to you right what's amazing to me is why did why did Vice President Pence get the vaccine he and his wife got mm. the vaccine Vice President Pence, the author of an op-ed in the in the Wall Street Journal, was it July third or fourth, saying there is no second wave of coronavirus. So really, so by our, should, he doesn't need the vaccine. There is no wave. So by our vaccine calculator, he should have gone to He's the end. way to back of the line. He shouldn't have gotten it. He shouldn't. Have I just it. saw I just saw some pictures today of Prime Minister Netanyahu getting vaccine. Yeah. Getting vaccinated. Right. Um, so he apparently believes that it's real. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think the Republicans are unique in being a major party yeah. in the world that believes it to be, many, many of its supporters believe it to be a hoax. I think that but, there are people, there, I think there's a QAnon phenomenon in Germany and so on and so forth. Yeah, but there is. The parties themselves, the major are, political parties in these countries, no one thinks it's a hoax. Well, look, this is the this is the same Except party for, that know. believes that, that climate change is right. a hoax. This is the anti-science party. Exactly. This is the anti-truth party. The Republican Party is the last major par political party in the West that denies climate change. It's just beyond. It's this the country is, has it's, captured the Republican. That's party. right. That's right. This is. This is the Tea Partyization yep, exactly. of the Republican Party, Precisely. and this is what it is. So either real "quote unquote" conservatives break away from the Republican Party right. and start right. their we own conservative this. party, or right. they just they just 
turn into this. And that's what's happening and in a two-party system. What do you do in a two-party system when one of the parties right. is fascist? Some of those conservatives will end up in the Democratic Party. Steve Schmidt. Yeah, I saw that. 30-year career as a Republican political consultant. Registered. Yeah. He, he became an independent. And then this week, registered as a Democrat. Before we se- he was before John we s- McCain's campaign yes. manager. Before we celebrate him, we should... No, rem- I'm not celebrating rem- him. I'm we just should saying. remind everyone that he unleashed Sarah Palin on the right. world. I don't think he chose Sarah Palin. Was he? No, but he still. Uh, I don't think he was behind. I don't him, think he, he was, was. I think there were a bunch of like outside people who. No, there him. there were, but but still, he helped. Right. right he, of he was an accomplice in all of this. But there's also people like my colleague Max Boot, who you know, cheerleader for the Iraq War. You know, yeah. full throated conservative. He's. I, I I don't know whether he's changed. He may be an independent, but he certainly is yeah. quite woke in comparison to when. I first started working with him, you know, 15, 16 years ago, and he was, you know. Yeah. But do these people have any real followings? Like, they don't have no, a network. The never they don't have, are... right, they don't have their own Breitbart right. or their own, no. you know, One America Network. Right. That's right. Or Newsmax. Right. So they'll never be able to compete great, with that. It's, it's, it's a great point because the, the Never Trumpers were... Um, actually, many of them, you know, the kind of big intellectuals of the Republican Party. Uh, what's his name? Who writes for the uh, for the Atlantic? Kevin. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he was a speechwriter for for Trump. Um, but he was originally Canadian. Um, he's oh the one, wait, uh, not from from yeah, David from David from yeah, yeah. Uh, Schmidt Boot uh, yeah. Bill Crystal even. All these guys from the Bulwark and the Dispatch, these are all Never Trumpers. These are the neocons who became Never Trumpers. Uh, yeah. The guy from Wisconsin. They, But they don't have that kind of... They don't no. have an ecosystem. They, they appear on MSNBC, which is weird because, right. you know, this, like... And a lot of people on the left have criticized folks on MSNBC for welcoming them right. on their airwaves. Right. So, but they don't have that kind of. They have you know publications. The Bulwark is one of the most interesting things. The Bulwark is made up of people who come from, uh, I think the the uh, uh, what's it called that folded the Weekly Standard. The same thing with the Dispatch, uh-huh. um, which were interesting. You know, you may not agree with it, but interesting conservative thinkers. Um, but you know, their websites. They're not. Networks. Right, and 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 also, it's so easy for the QAnon, you know, Trump cult crazy people to dismiss any right. neocon right. as just a warmonger and right. you know an internationalist. Right. So right. that's an easy one for them yep. to to exactly. just say like these guys are irrelevant and they just want to drag America into more wars and Trump is all about America first and they just can't right. get with the program. So I mean. You know, yeah, it's hard. It's it's, it's, it's not good. They're, so they don't. They will the not have that platform. This right. these, these platforms, Newsmax, OAN, Fox News, are native nativist, nationalist, uh, quasi-fascist platforms. And again, in Europe, where these parties exist, these are multi-party systems. Right. So you do have more of a choice. Yeah. And, you know, they'll wax and wane. And then, uh-huh. you know, right. the, the National Front in France will get a lot of votes. Right. And then in the next cycle, it won't get as many votes. And then what have you. But in America, it's we're still, we only have two choices. 
Yep. And and when one of those choices becomes anti-democratic, then every election now is going to be between freedom and autocracy. That's exactly right. And and what people don't think, or what Americans don't think about, is that if you look at studies of the stability of parliamentary systems versus presidential yeah. systems, presidential systems are less stable across the right. board. It's just, again... We live in the United States. We never thought democracy would would be, you know, in jeopardy. We were the we were exception. Fairy dust. Right. We're different. We're exceptional, and so on and so forth. Yet, actually, here we are. Not. Yeah, here we are. but 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 you know, you're right in terms of that stability question. And we were always the big exception to that rule right. about a two party system. And nobody could ever figure out. Norse. Why we were more stable than okay, so norms. Norse. But if you're willing to trample on those right. norms, then what have, do you right. got? What do you got? I mean, we can do all the institution rebuilding we want, but until people, it, 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 those things only work if, if norms. It, if people take them seriously and norms build exactly up unwritten codes, and and people adhere to them, otherwise, they're quite weak. It's very, but as very we, important for people to take them seriously. And but as Donald we Trump said, and Republicans don't take them seriously. But as we said a few minutes ago, there are a few people who are right. elected officials who have been taking them seriously. And we see that that's why this attempted coup or attempted overthrowing of the results of the election has so far failed because there are still enough people out there, just enough people out there, who believe in those barely norms enough. and yeah, barely right. enough. So what happens four years from now when those people when have been trampled? And we've discussed this before, when you have a competent authoritarian. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody who's not so fucking lazy right. and incompetent. I mean, that's really the only saving grace is that he's too freaking lazy to actually put the work in to be a good autocrat. So the next one, we're not going to be so lucky the next time. No, we won't. We definitely Man, won't. This is, this is going to be the struggle that we're going to be waging for the rest of our lives, I think. Jesus Christ. I'm, a, I'm already lucky. exhausted. Exactly. Get that Chinese food for Christmas. Oh, God. It's going to be order good. Early. I'm going to order, order it now. Early. When, we're, when we're done, I'm ordering now. I'm you should say, just, at least call just, them just, and say, like, how how early I'm do say, I need listen, to put I my don't order? Want it, if you have to put it next to the cash register until next week, yeah. that's fine. But I'd prefer exactly. if you didn't. You should, you should find out for real right. when, like, if I want to order for Christmas, like, when, when do I need I, to right, get my order in? Can I just tell you something? Hanukkah this year? Yeah. I haven't, I didn't have a latke. Really? We made latkes. We made donuts. Yeah, it's not the same. We got an air fryer. Air fryers suck. I'm sorry. We made we bought an air fryer. And, I'm not going to say they suck, but and, I'm going to say they're overrated. And, 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 and the other three people that I live with were like, Whoa, yeah. we have an air fryer. Yeah. Oh, great recipe and so on and so forth. First of all, it sucked. Second yeah. of all. It took up a lot of space in the kitchen. Oh, well, that's like, the other what the thing. What the fuck is this thing? That's yeah. the other thing. It's We're not like, even where good. is this going to go? And the Michelle... pictures, it looks like like you can make decent French fries in the air fryer. Yes, no, true. you cannot. No, you can't. That's some Michelle... serious bullshit. I will say, though, Michelle got a really good deal on the air fryer. Oh, really? Yeah, because like, they suck and no one wants them. Everybody so... bought them and, like, they're amazing. And then and everybody yeah, realized they and... suck and now Again, you can I'm get just them gonna... for nothing. I'm just going to say they're overrated. I'm not going <laughs> to say it sucks. But suck. let me just say that the latkes... Yeah. In the air uh, fryer? What? So, it's Hanukkah. It's supposed it's to be about the that. oil. 
It's the first war for oil. You can you can put a little oil in there. Um, it's Jeez. not the same. It's not the same. Oh my god. Not no. the same. No. Not the same. Anyway. All, All right. right. Well, big mazel on the uh, on the bar on the thirteenth episode yeah. and merry Merry Christmas to all merry of our Merry Christmas Gentile listeners. Listen, uh, Merry Christmas yes. to everybody. I want I I want to share and enjoy the Christmas time, even in these dark times. I so embrace you, it. I love this time you, of year generally. You'll have you'll have your Chinese food and you'll watch Gal Gadot playing Wonder Woman on HBO Max. Yeah, and you'll yeah, celebrate just, Christmas. I, I love all the Christmas lights and stuff. Maybe we'll go for a drive and look at Christmas lights and so on and so forth. Oh, that's so suburban. Double double masked. Yeah. It is very suburban. <laughs> they take out my Subaru. Yeah. When we would go, when my parents still had the house in New Jersey yeah. and the kids were little, when we would go out yeah. there during, you know, right before Christmas, I would always take, it would only be Talia. For whatever reason, yeah. I would always take Talia out for a drive to look at all of the, the houses was with their Christmas it? lights up. She was. Yeah, cool. She was. And, you know, it's interesting because out of the three kids, she's the one, I think, who really secretly wants to live in the suburbs. <laughs> do you know, do you know my family who loves the Christmas lights more than anything? It's Lauren. Yeah. It's Lauren. She's like, oh, look at those lights. Oh, look. The kids are in the back. They're like, whatever. So maybe to make up for the fact that you didn't give her a gift for Hanukkah, <laughs> you should just, you should just the put the lights in. It's uh-huh. in the shipping queue. That's some lights out there on your front lawn and the Santa, and maybe she'll be psyched about that, and she'll forget yeah. that you didn't give her a gift. <laughs> and you'll forget that she gave you I'm an t- empty it's box. Gonna come, maybe it'll come in time for Valentine's Day. Sure. Keep telling yourself that. All right, right, we're we're out. out. Talk to you later. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Be well. Bye.